Welcome to the Strong Like Mum podcast. This podcast is sponsored by WellBaby. WellBaby, from the makers of Pregnacare, provides careful nutritional support for babies and young children from birth to four years. WellBaby is a comprehensive vitamin and mineral range, which includes the exact levels of vitamin A, C and D as recommended by the UK Department of Health. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Strong Like Mum podcast. I'm Shakira Akabusi, the host of this podcast, and this is my first solo episode. So today I'm going to be talking about pregnancy, prolapse and pelvic floor dysfunction, which as much as I want to, I can't make sound anything other than what it is. It might not be the sexiest of subjects, but it's really important. And hopefully this episode can provide some really useful insights, but also some helpful tips that can help women during and after pregnancy in maintaining and rehabilitating a healthy functioning core. So let's jump straight in. And I'm going to tell you a little bit about my birthing experiences and how much that helped me to understand the female core. Because what's really great about what I do is that I can combine not only my professional expertise, but also my personal experience. So I had three really different birthing experiences and four children. My last delivery was a cesarean where I gave birth to twins. And it was the first cesarean I experienced. And it was so different to my vaginal deliveries and just such a massive learning curve about understanding the core. I will never forget in that first 24-hour period post-caesarean just how strange I felt and how disconnected I felt from my body. I remember the midwives trying to get me to stand up and go for a walk and I shuffled across the floor. It felt so alien to me as someone who's always been really physical and been able to lift, jump, run, hop. Suddenly I couldn't lift my knee up to my chest and it felt so alien to me. But it also was a great experience. If I look for the positives, I now realise how much it taught me about my body, how much more body awareness I have gained since my cesarean section. It taught me about the power of the breath. And that's really what helped me reconnect to my body in those initial few days. I don't necessarily think it's discussed enough, the physical and mental disconnect that you can feel after birth and for me I felt that particularly after my cesarean but of course all women are different. For me I almost felt that the speed of the cesarean delivery and how quickly I went from pregnant to not pregnant having gone through this completely organic slow natural growth process during pregnancy to suddenly this very clinical almost mechanical quick delivery process and suddenly my babies were here. Although I could rationally understand the process of what had happened and here are my babies emotionally I was so taken aback at suddenly becoming a mother to two new babies and then physically my body was completely disconnected because on one hand my body immediately went into postnatal mode your body very quickly after delivery begins the process of um, hormonal changes to return to pre-pregnancy levels and that shift can happen really quickly But then on the other hand, I'd just been pregnant and the shift happened so quickly. So my mind and my body just could not work in synergy together. And that was a really strange and quite daunting position to be in. And I wish someone had told me that before. So in those first few days, the main thing that I felt I needed to work on 
was reconnecting my mind to my body. I also remember for the first time after my caesarean, looking in the mirror and feeling alien in my own skin. I had developed preeclamptic symptoms and I had a swelling um, in my ankles. I had water retention through my legs. I had a wound that I had to come to terms with. I felt very stiff and I just suddenly really felt the process that my body had been on and realised just how just how big of an operation a caesarean is. They're very common and they're happening more and more, but actually they're still a major procedure. So again, I wish during those times that someone had prepared me and talked to me about how I would emotionally be feeling after this process. But so let's focus back on the physical changes. Let's talk very briefly through the different layers of your core and how they are changed during pregnancy and how that can impact our postnatal recovery. So when we're talking about the core, it's really important that we understand we are not just talking about our abdominal muscles. Your entire core is made up of so many muscles. So we are talking about the deepest layer, which is the pelvic floor muscles. And they sort of form like a hammock, a supportive hammock at the base of our core. The pelvic floor actually originated when humans moved from being quadrupeds, so four-footed animals, to adopting more of an upright position. And as we did that, the tailbone came in and the pelvic floor was created. We then have got our abdominal muscles and there are four layers. The deepest abdominal layer is called the transverse abdominis. You might have heard people talking about the TVA. This is what they're referring to. And that almost sits horizontally and wraps around our torso. And it's really important when we're talking about core stability. We've then got two other layers, the internal and the external obliques, which take more of like a diagonal position coming across. And then the most superficial layer, the rectus abdominis muscle. And this is kind of the star of the show that's talked about a lot. So the rectus abdominal muscle has two halves, which is separated down the middle via the linear alba, which is technically a fibrous sheath. And it's this which is stretched and helps the abdominal muscles to separate out to the side as the bump grows during pregnancy. But that's not the end of the core. We also need to include in our core our respiratory system. So our diaphragm is part of our core. We need to be looking at our lower back muscles. There's a muscle called the multifidus, really important. We're looking at our glutes, our abductors and adductor muscles, which are all muscles found in our upper leg. All of this constitutes our core and pre and postnatally, it's important that we get all of that to work together. So often I will train clients 20, 30 years postpartum and I'm having to train them as if they're very recently postnatal because they didn't get that proper rehabilitation care in that immediate postnatal period. So we cannot underestimate the importance of the entire core. So how does pregnancy affect our posture and our core? The most obvious is going to be the growing bump. So as baby grows, your uterus expands and the bump starts to grow. That can not only separate the rectus abdominis muscles out to the side in order to allow space for the bump to grow, but it also means that our pelvis needs to tilt into an anterior, so a forwards tilt, in order to allow space for the uterus to expand. And this can cause an arching in the lower back, which is known as lordosis. It's really important that we're aware of this because what that means is our centre of gravity 
is shifted. So any load that we need to carry or distribute across our core is going to have a slightly different pathway to what it would have to anybody who is pre-pregnancy. We're also going to see towards the end of pregnancy, as our breasts begin to grow in preparation for breastfeeding, we can often see that women become tight in the chest, curling their upper back, having a sort of hunched position, which stretches the upper back muscles, making them a bit weaker and tightens up the chest. So we want to make sure that we keep an open chest and work on some stretches for our chest and work on strengthening the upper back muscles to keep us in that nice upright posture position. Something else that many people might not know is that actually for some people in pregnancy, particularly those with an increased bump size or possibly a multiple birth pregnancy, that the increased weight of the uterus can actually sometimes flatten the arch of your foot and so increase the width of the sole of your foot. This happened to me after my twin pregnancy, something that I had not experienced before and my goodness did I feel the impact of that. Every step that I took or when I started running again, I could feel how my body struggled to absorb that impact as efficiently as it had before. But exercise can help us with this as well, which is great. Now, I think it goes without saying that there are, of course, also changes that happen during pregnancy that we might not see at first glance. For example, the increased pressure on the pelvic floor. I mean, the pelvic floor has seriously for years been like an unsung hero. I mean, it has so many incredible functions. Not only does it help to support all the exit points, as it were, for our vagina, the urethra, the rectum, but it also has a role in sexual function with orgasms. It helps us stop the flow of urine. And during pregnancy, we're placing even more pressure onto this muscle group. It's going to need to carry the weight of baby, amniotic fluid and placenta, and for some women, multiple birth pregnancies. I'm often asked by women who have had a cesarean whether or not they still need to train their pelvic floor. And my answer is always absolutely, because although they may not have delivered a baby vaginally, their pelvic floor has still had to carry an incredible load throughout the trimesters. So absolutely, we need to pay attention to that area first. So what's prolapse? Pelvic organ prolapse, also known as POP, is when the organs will descend down into the vagina or the urethra or the rectum. This can be due to an assisted delivery or just a weakening in the pelvic floor. And if there's an increased intra-abdominal pressure and a weakening of the pelvic floor, it can't help to support the organs as it should. So prolapse happens in varying degrees. For anybody who experiences a more severe prolapse, then further medical investigation might be necessary. And that's something that you're really going to talk through with your medical team if necessary. But for many, exercise can be prescribed to help assist with pelvic organ prolapse. And again, we're going to be looking at pelvic floor rehabilitation. So let's get down to it. What are the best exercises that are going to help us rehabilitate our core, whether we've had a vaginal delivery, a cesarean delivery, whether we're suffering with pelvic organ prolapse or any other form of pelvic floor dysfunction. I always start by training my clients on their breath. And honestly, this can be game changing. I remember growing up and my mum would always talk to me about fresh air, oxygen and exercise. And I was like, this is rubbish. There's got to be something else. Surely there's tablets to cure everything. But I promise you, the power of the breath is incredible. So the first thing I do with all my clients is help them to take a really deep breath. And it's called three-dimensional breathing. And what we want to see is our shoulders staying relaxed. We want one, an expansion of the rib cage, 
two, descending of the diaphragm, and three, we want to feel that lung in a 360 capacity. So if you're lying on the floor, you're going to feel your back pushing into the floor as your rib cage expands and your diaphragm descends. That's taking a nice deep inhale. What we also really want is that during that inhale, we work on relaxing the pelvic floor. So in pregnancy, we're often told about strengthening and tightening the pelvic floor, which is important because we want to make sure that we create a nice supportive pelvic floor. But in particular in the later stages of pregnancy, we also need to practice relaxing the pelvic floor because it's going to be a relaxed pelvic floor after all that helps baby descend efficiently down the birth canal, not a tight, tight, tight pelvic floor. We want to be able to relax. So on that inhale, we're not bearing down, we're not pushing down, but we relax and we open up and we take a deep inhale. And on the exhale is where we're going to work on that contraction phase of the pelvic floor. Now again, I'm just going to share a little tip. When we are working on that contraction phase, we are not just, using air quotes here, stopping the flow of urine. We actually want to get a complete activation of the entire pelvic floor. And we're going to do that by using visualization. So if you take a nice deep inhale, on the exhale, I want you to imagine your coccyx bone at the back and your pubic bone at the front coming together and lifting up. And this is a technique taught by Jenny Burrell from Burrell Education in order to achieve global activation of the pelvic floor. We take a deep inhale. On that exhale, we visualize the coccyx and the pubic bone coming together and drawing up. And that's three-dimensional breathing. And that's good for pre- and postnatal women. We're then going to incorporate pelvic floor exercises. And once I've got my clients to connect with their pelvic floor, and that is working in synergy with their transverse abdominis, then we're going to begin to involve movement because it's it's in movement after all where we really need our pelvic floor to work. We don't just need our pelvic floor to work when we are lying down or standing still or sitting. <laughs> we actually need our pelvic floor to work when we are being active, when we're walking or running or jumping. So eventually we need to involve movement in our exercise. So what's next? Well, after that, I'm going to start eccentric training of the pelvic floor without getting too bogged down in the technical. Eccentric training of a muscle is when we are working a muscle in its stretched phase. So for the pelvic floor, if you are to take a squat, for example, or if you were to lift your leg out to the side, you're actually stretching your pelvic floor muscle. And we can work it eccentrically by exhaling and contracting the muscle as we stretch it out. So rather than taking an inhale as you squat down and exhaling as you squeeze up with your glutes, we inhale and as we squat down, we exhale and draw up the pelvic floor. And it can be quite difficult at first to feel that muscle working eccentrically, but it's really important that we do work those exercises into our training program. Then I'm also going to start to bring in other body movements. So either using a resistance band to get some pulling motion with our arms so that we can test out a little bit of tension through the core whilst we're engaging the pelvic floor muscles. I think it's also important when we're discussing the core just to highlight a little bit about diastasis recti, which if you're pregnant or postnatal might have been a word that you've heard flown around. It seems to be a word that no one can agree on how to pronounce, but the symptoms remain the same. So diastasis recti refers to this separation of the rectus abdominal muscles. I clarified at the beginning that there is no tearing of any muscles. The two halves of the rectus abdominal muscles are separated via the linear alba, which is a thin, fibrous sheath of connective tissue that runs between the two halves. Separation of the rectus abdominal muscles 
is a natural part of pregnancy for all women. It's necessary in order for the bump to grow. But diastasis recti is diagnosed postnatally. For many women, the gap will come back together. But for some women, and I'm one of them, the gap doesn't necessarily close all the way. Generally, it's agreed that a gap that's two centimetres or more might need further investigation with a medical team. But anything that is two centimetres or less can be rehabilitated with exercise. We're seeing real movement at the moment as well in the discussion around the size of the gap. So we can't get too obsessed about the size of the gap. What is possibly more important is the integrity of all those surrounding core muscles, everything we've just discussed. So ever since my first pregnancy, I have had a one centimetre gap and currently it's two centimetres after my twin pregnancy. But I've been able to rehabilitate my core so that I have what's called functioning diastasis, which is where my core can still carry and transfer load efficiently, regardless of the fact that it has got a two centimetre gap. What I really want to get across about diastasis recti is that it's nothing to panic about. Exercise can often help to rehabilitate this or to make it functional. Again, we are looking at deep core exercises of the pelvic floor and the transverse abdominus, which is one of the key stabilizers of our core. So what are my final tips when we're talking about the core pre and postnatally? Well, one thing we haven't yet discussed is how the core is linked throughout the entire body. So your pelvic floor is part of the deep myofascial front line. Again, I'm not gonna get too technical, but this myofascial line runs all the way from your feet up to your jaw. So I've met clients who have had complaints in their neck or their knees or their feet and actually it all comes down to an imbalance in the core. We cannot underestimate how important pelvic and core health is. I noticed for example postnatally that I was really clenching my jaw and I had to work on jaw relaxation exercises and I noticed a massive improvement in my pelvic health. The same can be true of curling your toes so maybe just try to think whether or not you're feeling different aches and pains throughout the body and whether this could potentially be connected to your pelvic floor. My final tip would be to understand that it takes time. This idea of a snapback or a bounce back postnatally is not just ridiculous, but actually quite dangerous. As I said, I have trained women 20, 30 years postnatal who I'm having to train as if they are still in that immediate postpartum period. We need to celebrate what our bodies have done they have been through an incredible change and it's important that we give them time and space to recover and rehabilitate properly. We can still be proud of our body and be a work in progress. I hope this episode has been interesting and enlightening to some of you and can help you with your pre and postnatal journey. Please feel free to get in touch. Check out the website stronglikemum.com or follow me on Instagram if you don't already at shakira.akabusi where I share updates on all the most recent information on pre and postnatal health. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Strong Like Mum podcast. And remember, Vitabiotics Well Baby, expert nutritional care for your little ones for the start of their journey. To find out more, visit www.wellbaby.com.